Previously on D&D&D. Nearby, Martrin has the mask on, and you can see in the light from uh, Dormax Needle, the blood seeping down her face. Ah, uh, yikes. Um, okay, I'm gonna go rush to Martrin's aid. A watermelon seed, eh? I don't know, I don't know what I'm gonna do with this one, but I just start working it. With I, I start crocheting an idea. <laughs> I think it's forming. It's, it's a watermelon. Yeah, See, and as you, as you oh. start to do that, you're oh. like pulling that memory out of Fletch. Does it hurt? What? Does it hurt? It doesn't. It doesn't feel good. And Marjorie, you can see that you're you are gathering this into a object of some kind that you're making. A tiny glove. Okay. I don't know. I, I don't know how to knit a lot of stuff. I, I have tiny hands and it got cold at night. So these are fingerless tiny gloves. All right. What's going to happen? I don't know. Sabbath, it is your turn. You have three spaghetti clowns around you. One of them just stabbed you pretty good. Um, but they are drunk. <laughs> and they're kind of tumbling over each other. Um, can I cast Hellish Rebuke on hellish the one that attacked rebuke. me? The creature that damaged you is surrounded by hellish flames. Must make a dexterity saving throw. Disadvantage because of the drunkenness and definitely failed on that disadvantage roll. Ah, the flames, the flames, they're burning me. Oh my God, the flames. Okay, let me roll damage. The fuck? It's a heavy dice. I don't know. Where's that noise coming from? Oh my God, it's the Tecmo Wizard. D&D Beyond. <laughs> Beyond is struggling right now. I didn't need to come over here. Whoops. <laughs> that was the mole. That's what he sounds like. Whoops. Whoops. Sorry. That's his catchphrase. Whoops. Whoops. Um, I rolled a 31. <laughs> 31? Yeah. Ah, the flames! Uh, the That particular clown is completely engulfed in horrible green flame, purple flame, all kinds of crazy color flames, and burns uh, until uh, there is nothing but a charred uh, corpse remaining and the fork that clatters to the ground. Uh, all of the noodles that were wrapped around the fork unravel and melt into the ground, leaving a bare steel fork. The other clowns react to this bare steel fork as if it is some sort of like toxic waste. They're like, ah! <laughs> and they want nothing to do with it. Um, a spaghetti-less fork is, is an abomination to them. Can I grab it? Sure. <laughs> uh, it is now Flagetti's turn. Yeah, it is, isn't it? Does it look like anyone is going after Fletch and Marge? Are they going towards them? Not just yet. The The clowns that they disengage from have kind of not yet reacted to them. They're like in the process of figuring it out. And you guys, are you guys going to be moving? Or are you guys going to be... I'm stopped thinking. I'm like, why is it? I'm, I'm immobile. I also don't know what's going to happen. You have uh, several enemy clowns around you. 
You could also try to get to Cedric or Dormac. There is a dead spaghetti clown. Zavis is holding a bear fork. Flagetti is also has an urge to get a, to not approach that bear fork, but you don't know necessarily why. How close is Cedric to me? Uh, like forty-five-ish feet. You could move if you needed to be less. Okay. Uh, I guess I'm going to cast Moonbeam on him at a fourth level. Okay. A uh, silvery beam of pale light shines down centered on a point within range centered on him when a creature enters the spell's area for the first time on a turn or starts its turn there it's engulfed in ghostly flames that cause searing pain and must do a constitution saving throw so when it's his turn we'll do that okay let me switch tabs here this is your taste of what it's like being a dm where you have a bunch of other shit happening. yeah <laughs> cedric's trying to like build something he's right? trying to build something out of forks yeah let's not let that happen just dissolve it again <laughs> no! <laughs> My things! Is he a wise man? Hmm. Hmm. What do you mean by a wise man? Like, is his wisdom high, do you think? No. <laughs> I don't think so. I could see, like, intelligence being yeah, high, right. but not wisdom. Um, okay, here, this is gonna be weird. I'm gonna cast <laughs> Modify Memory on him. What? Oh, mm-hmm. What? Yeah, I'll cast Modify Memory on him. Uh, I'm attempting to reshape his memories. So he must make a wisdom saving throw. We're fighting him, so he has advantage on the saving throw. Okay. Beat an 18. Failed. Okay. So he is charmed by me for the duration. Okay. Which is uh, up to a minute. Um, He's incapacitated and unaware of his surroundings. And if he takes any damage, the spell ends. While this charm lasts, I can affect his memory of an event that he experienced within the last 24 hours and that lasted no more than 10 minutes. I can permanently eliminate all memory of the event or allow him to recall the event with perfect clarity. Okay, Uh, so this is going to be weird. Can I eliminate the memory of him entering this place? Hmm. Walking through the entrance and being inside the cave so that he does not know where he is. It could be any memory, theoretically. Yes, there are there are some caveats, but I don't think any of them apply here. I feel like there is nothing in the, in the description that would suggest that you cannot eliminate the memory of him entering this place, which I suppose would come along with the subsequent things that he did in this place up to this point or uh, no it can't be a, a longer than 10 minute thing oh a 10 so minute period just the 10 okay, minute, so period, the 10 minute of period of entering you guys entering this place the four of you disappearing and whatever he did in the next few minutes after that mm-hmm. okay the introduction of the clowns in his <laughs> life. oh yeah Ooh, maybe I should remove his memory of creating the clown army so then they just look like a bunch of hostile Undead clowns <laughs> to him, and he wouldn't re- he wouldn't control them because he wouldn't think that they were on. Un- yeah, that's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna eliminate that memory of him creating the clown memory. Did that take longer than ten minutes? Creating no, the clown no. army. Okay, <laughs> that's the memory I'm eliminating. He doesn't remember that he made the clowns. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> he's just gonna think he's in a bad dream. 
that that is one of the things if it's like an illogical thing like if you're like uh you forgot that you hate getting bathed in acid it's like no that'll just be like a more kind of a bad dream but <laughs> i think this one makes sense and it's logical you have incapacitated cedric and you are eliminating the memory of cl- creating the clown army from his mind. Marjorie, you can see out of the corner of your eye as you are observing the memory, you are stitching together the memory of Fletch and the watermelon. You can see out of the corner of your eye the memory of Cedric creating the, the clown army start to leave his body and head toward Flack. Uh, Flack is like pulling it in as he's playing a nostalgic tune, hmm. let's call it. That is what is happening in that moment. It is now the bad guy's turn. I'm not, I, I don't think that forgetting about doing that dispels the actual magic. So the clowns aren't going to suddenly be. So he wasn't concentrating on that. The clowns aren't healed. They're not like magically back to being good or whatever, <laughs> whatever they are. <laughs> Uh, servants of Didridon. They continue to try to attack you guys. Um, the ones that remain, there are two left around Zabbis, although they are they are afraid of your um, metal naked fork. Yeah. And they're like, oh, that's weird to see. I don't like it. Why don't you have <laughs> it's noodles? It's naked. <laughs> no noodles on your fork. Why, why are you doing that? And they kind of like back away from you. <laughs> As the moonbeam rains down upon uh, the incapacitated body of Cedric, all of you are uh, reminded of your encounters, not only with, uh, not only where you've seen a moonbeam, but also uh, your encounters with Kerflipia, as well as the moon goddess herself, who you have freed from being captive. And Cedric takes 20 damage. And Cedric takes 20 damage. And you hear a agonizing scream as the searing pain of the moonbeam and the power of the memories of Kerflipia and the moon goddess um, imbue that beam with some extra oomph. Ooh. Uh, it is now... Uh, oh, the other, the other clowns are going to try to rush up to uh, Fletch and attack him. Whoa, those are some bad rolls. One of them gets you. Mm. Uh, one of them is going to get you with its full. I got you uh, for uh, 16 damage. He got me again. Why you keep getting me, man? Uh, you big target, big dumb target. <laughs> and he stabs. Why are you such a dick? You. And I just br- I push it to the side. <laughs> Stop. I'm trying to formulate a plan. <laughs> Still? I can't. Yeah, my thoughts are all jumbled. Your thoughts are all jumbled. That that does being hit by being stabbed does impact your thoughts. And Marjorie, you kind of lose a stitch. Oh, as uh, as you're trying to weave this memory, and Fletch is trying to uh, trying to hold it. Fletch, roll a uh, wisdom saving throw. Mm-hmm. Dirty twenty. Oh yeah. Okay, you do. You are able to recover the memory, and you recall it vividly in your mind. That moment in uh, Navia's hut where she made you the watermelon. Yeah. Uh, It is now so much in your mind. You are also in that moment of your memory, in this place full of memories, 
you connect to her memories briefly. Mm. And Navias. Navias. Whoa. Yes. And there's kind of a, a chain reaction of, of memory because of the magic that she was performing in that moment and how magical and weird and wild she is. Um, and you get a flash of an image of some sort of cataclysm. You can see beyond, through her point of view, uh, a shocked and scared-looking Cytheria, although this Cytheria has dark hair. Mm. Not like the one that you know. And there is some sort of horrible, magical cataclysm happening around you, and you feel a ton of uh, pain within your body. Uh, and then you're snapped back out of it, and you're back in your memory of the watermelon and weird, quirky, quirky Navia there performing that spell. And uh, in front of you is the watermelon. Marjorie, you can see the memory has taken the shape now of a watermelon that you've stitched together. Well, that's not a glove. <laughs> it was a glove that kind of like pulled the water. The glove like came over and pulled the watermelon out of Fletch's head. Yeah, it did. Fletch, here you go. What? I think we made a watermelon. We made a watermelon? Okay. And then I said, toss it here. I set it on his head so that he can grab it. Okay, you feel, you can feel it even though you kind of can't see it. You can feel the, you can feel it. Okay. I guess I'll, uh, I'll cast uh, plant growth on it <laughs> as I set it down and push it so it starts rolling. Okay. Oh my God. <laughs> and in, in, the, in the thought that it will bowl over a bunch of spaghettis. <laughs> you set the watermelon down and vines stretch out from the watermelon, mm -hmm. um, stretching all over the, uh, the surf, this shiny black surface uh, that you are on. And it does make the terrain thick with vines and watermelon flowers and uh, it is totally overgrown, and the spaghetti, the spaghetti clowns that were trying to get you are like, these are the, these aren't good noodles. These aren't the noodles we want. <laughs> uh, and uh, they get kind of caught up in it, and their their path towards you as they're trying to get over to you uh, to attack you is slowed. Go try use your fork and poke one of these watermelons and eat it, hoping that it might be a magical watermelon that could do something to them. Marjorie Stern. Marjorie has just realized that she can create physical matter out of memory, which is <laughs> insane. Um, she also remembers that this dragon that's supposed to be in the room uh, blipped, blipped out of here once the souls slash memories stopped, like, powering him. And so Marjorie, with her newfound sight, looks up at where the auroras were where the spider web of noodles pipeline was. What do I see? What what's written? What's written in the offline zones? That is where the words stop, and you see nothing. Nothing. Really. Mm -hmm. I look at spaghetti. <laughs> uh, you see, instead of seeing like spaghetti clown or any kind of descriptor like that, you see like error messages. <laughs> uh -huh. Like they are not functioning correctly. No, I could tell. Uh, what? And if I look at what Cedric is trying to build, what does that say? 
It says, really cool stabby device. <laughs> oh, I, I didn't have a lot of respect for him to begin with. <laughs> Cedric's super cool stabber. I feel like I have ev- everything at my fingertips. My entire experience to draw from here, which is, which is a lot of choices at the grocery store. <laughs> oh, and I look at Dormac. Mm-hmm. What is Dormac? What's it say? You see amongst all of the descriptions of him and his person, uh, you see things like murdered and reanimated and dead and undead and killed and betrayed. Okay, and- that's so sad. <laughs> I gotta look away. <laughs> serious bummer. Fletch, we gotta take Cedric out. Uh, yeah, I agree. What do you propose? Also, where'd you get that watermelon? From you. I could see your thoughts, and so I made them real. And my thoughts are dead Cedric. And you know what would be funny? What? I've seen werewolves before. You have? We fought them in season one. That is very true. Oh, shit. Do you remember the werewolves we fought in season one, Fletch? It's been a while, but yeah. Concentrate really hard. Okay. And I start stitching some werewolves out of thin air. Oh my god, I can't believe you're doing... <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, why werewolves? Because what do you mean, why werewolves? <laughs> Mike, like, I mean, when the first werewolf instance was a long time ago, to be fair, but Mike has, like, been... Anytime it's been, like, dark, <laughs> Mike has tried to pass off that there are werewolves. That's right. like a it's werewolf. like a third okay. cult, yeah. and it's a cult full of werewolves. <laughs> All right, so I'm thinking, thinking of him, but I'm thinking this one's a short one because I'm thinking of Cedric, so it's a short werewolf. You start to remember the werewolf that you fought in season one. I don't know what's going on. Back a long time ago in the woods outside of Night's Pass. They were vicious. They were. That was a dark episode. I can't believe you're making this session that I hate (laughs) matter. (laughs) 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 Oh... And you start to stitch together a werewolf. We're going to say that you cannot do that completely on one turn. We will come back to that. It is Zabbis' turn. Zabbis, you have your steel fork. And the scatty clowns afraid of you past that is the rest of your team and the other chaos that is happening. I'm going to cast Mind Spike on Cedric. Oh, Jesus. Let's, Let's just keep fucking with this. Okay. You reach into the mind of a creature you can see. Wisdom saving throw. He's in pretty... Uh, That is a failure. 3d8 psychic damage. If it's a fourth level spell, he's uh, 5d8 psychic damage. You also know the target's location for an hour. But only if you're on the same plane of existence. Interesting. 29... Uh, 29 damage to Cedric. Uh, he screams out in pain. He has been blasted by the moonbeam. His mind has been spiked. <laughs> His mech has been disintegrated. He does not remember where all of these spaghetti clowns came from. <laughs> it has been a rough 30 seconds for Cedric Hammerfist. <laughs> it is uh, Flagetti's turn now. Still holding that moonbeam. Holding the moonbeam. Mm-hmm. Flack. 
I don't know. I guess I'll just throw a uh, cloud of daggers on. <laughs> on, <laughs> on top of... No, on Cedric, yeah. Yeah. Oh, my God. An <laughs> old reliable cloud of daggers. So let me know when he uh, starts his turn. It will be next. Is it a save or is it just damage? Nope, it's just damage. It's just damage. 44 damage. Well, uh, no, I cast, I'm sorry. I cast it at a fourth level spell. It's 8d4 8 damage. 8d4. Jesus. So it is, I tell you. 21. Jeez. And then the moonbeam. Yeah. Uh, is uh, 18. Scorched and seared and spiked and slashed <laughs> and confused. <laughs> and confused. And scared. And scared. Confused really messed with the alliteration there. But oh, sorry. That's okay. Scared is right there. <laughs> you just hear Cedric start to scream and cry, I guess. Oh my god. <laughs> I don't really know yeah. how else yeah. he's going to react. Nice. My plans. I was so close. The other spaghetti clowns are going to try to interrupt the good spaghetti clown. Flagetti is going to be attacked. Uh, two ones and a three. That's going to not work. They just kind of three stooges amongst themselves. <laughs> you fucking farting idiots. <laughs> <laughs> the others are going to try to attack Fletch. And a couple of them hit. Of course they do. They always hit me. <laughs> yes. I haven't been hit once during all these things. That's no. crazy. <laughs> uh, you're going to take a total of uh, 28 damage. <laughs> oh, God. Ow. Oh, my God. You're dude. stabbed. I'm just standing here, just 19 hit points, just trying to think about this werewolf. <laughs> Marjorie, are you sure I should be doing this? I'm getting stabbed a bunch. Dormac is uh, still focusing on the light. He's still trying to give light to Cedric as Cedric is whimpering and still trying to like push forks together in some way because that is the command that was given to him was to give him light. It is to Fletch. Fletch, you're thinking of werewolves. Yeah. Marjorie. Marjorie, how much longer? Um, how much longer? Roll a history roll. I don't know. Okay. 18. Okay, that's good enough. You craft a werewolf. A memory werewolf. A light energy <laughs> An aurora werewolf. An aurora Ooh, werewolf. Cool. Whoa. What? We made this. Oh, you and I did this. Together. God damn, you're powerful. Yes, I am. Get Cedric, baby. The werewolf roars, or I guess howls. Howls, yeah. The werewolf howls. A deep, spooky, across the moors howl and stretches back its claws, rears back on its hind legs and starts to leap towards Cedric. Cedric now finally uh, cognizant of what is happening, I guess, in as much as he can be, terrified of everything around him, very weak and hurt, uh, runs, just runs <laughs> into the darkness. Wait, did he screaming. just start his turn? Uh, no, no, we did all the damage. Oh, okay. Uh, he is reacting to the werewolf that is chasing the, the him now. Light, the memory the werewolf. werewolf. Nice. The Aurora werewolf. Told you they were real. <laughs> <laughs> and he runs into the darkness after a moment, after he fades into black, disappearing from your view. The spaghetti clowns that he uh, had enthralled 
are no longer within range of his magic and they return to their original intent. Although they are still scared of your bare fork. Mm-hmm. Fair. Does that mean the lights are coming back? They out? all look around and they're like, oh, no, it's it's really dark in here. We got to fix this. And they all reach up their forks in unison and they all kind of meet the, the spaghetti that is wrapped around <laughs> their forks all kind of weave together and they it all intermingles and it creates this big bowl of spaghetti above oh, you. wow, it's and, beautiful. And then bursts out in Aurora illuminating the, the ceiling. Of what the do room. I see? What's it say? <laughs> light, 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 light. <laughs> <laughs> Noodle. <laughs> it's just a, really big, a bunch of O's. Oh, wow. Uh, it bursts up into this uh, space, reconnecting the tubes, uh, the Aurora tubes into this space and lighting up the ceiling again. You can now then also see returning from that ceiling, flying down uh, with the Aurora's reflected on its rock like body Didrodon the dragon. Hey everybody, Gressel here with a few quick announcements, then you can get you right back to it. Thanks so much for listening to episode 176 of DD. Be sure to follow us on Instagram at DD Pod or email us at dndpod at gmail.com. Thanks to everybody who said hi to either Beth and Mike at Comic-Con or James and Chelsea at Midsummer Scream, uh, if anybody did. Um, thank you for uh, supporting the show in general, um, especially if you are a patron over at patreon.com slash dndpod. Thanks to everybody who has responded to the uh, When Do You Listen to the Show poll. Uh, from last week was able to get this week's episode on time obviously if you're listening to it wednesday thank you for listening uh and for the time being it is looking like i will be able to stick to wednesdays uh but next week will be the return of the tim stories uh we will have a week with tim where we will catch up on what has been going on since last we left him uh, a few months ago and then we will get back to uh what is becoming i guess the last quarter of season five i said that we had like kind of a mid-season break before uh when we did the fifth anniversary but now uh we're getting into um what uh i, I whatever is coming next but I'm not going to give anything away. You're just going to have to keep listening. So let's get back to it after just a couple of ads. So thanks, everybody. Do what's fun. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Your brain needs support, and new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L theanine, and caffeine, Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at Ollie.com. That's O L L Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. 
Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. There's a gasp nearby, Marjorie. You look over and you see Dormac. But it said murdered and dead. What's it say now? Wait, this is the place to be that, huh? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's that like moment just before the spells hit him. I, I run over to him. He looks up and he sees you, Martrin, and then he looks past you and he sees Didradon. He says, oh my, it's, it's him. I told you he's real. I knew it. And, and is that the mask? You found it. I did. Ignore the blood. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 I don't think I have long before this, the spells finally take hold, but. Shh. Don't talk. I'm really sorry, Dormac. I wish that you had come with us at our, our memory excursion. We left you behind, and I think I think that resulted in your murder. Whoops. Now to call back, that was not my, I didn't do that. That's not on my couch. <laughs> the only person responsible for my death is Cedric. His vain ego and, and lust for power was was too much and corrupted the man I thought I once knew. Oh, I... I'm just glad that you were able to stop him from obtaining the mask, and that I was able to be here to see and then Didradon, like, lands next to you, and he picks up Dormac in his claws. What Whoa. a cool thing for Dormac. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and he kind of leans down uh, and all the clowns gather around no. uh, with their forks of spaghetti and they all reach up together to Dormac, who's being like cradled by Didridon. And then in unison, all of the clowns go, slurp it up. Oh, no. God. <laughs> I'm delighted. <laughs> and <laughs> it's a slurp beam. Slurp it up. It's a slurp party. And then Group Dorm- slurp. Dormac's- Group slurp. Oh, God. Dormac starts to eat the spaghetti and he, he <laughs> dissolves into... Professional storyteller, James Gressel. <laughs> Dormac starts to eat the spaghetti. He starts to eat the spaghetti and then he dissolves into blue-green light and then he there's a flash and he's become a spaghetti Oh, oh my, my god. god. Oh. Does he remember? The cycle of life. <laughs> Does he have his memories? What's, he, what color he does. is he? He what? What color is he? What co- he is he different than the other ones? I don't know. Sure, I've all, I imagine some of them have polka dots and some of them are red and some of them are blue. And like Dor- Dormac's got it. What's his favorite does he have, outfit? Does he have angel hair? Because he's is he the angel hair? He retains his like fanciness <laughs> <laughs> from his uh, from his unit from his uh, uniform as a as a lord of Digidon. And he yes, he has. I like it. He has angel hair, pastas hair, um, <laughs> and yes, he has the fanciest clown outfit. Oh, um, there's ruffles and poofs. It is. 
a sight to behold. <laughs> and he he has a the last thing to appear is a a glorious spaghetti clown mask that isn't as grotesque as all of the oh other ones. Oh my god, spaghetti clown masks and all the diddery don masks. What so the fuck? <laughs> it's a mask culture that's so accidentally really cool. It's like Venice or something. Yeah, it's very, yeah. It ended up being a lot more Venice than France. And then he is now like the most beautiful spaghetti clown. (laughs) Wow. Wow. Before him. And and then they set him down and now he stands amongst all the spaghetti clowns and they're all clapping him up. Is he tall or is he still short? He's still short. Oh, cute. And they're all like patting him on the back. Like, hey, welcome. <laughs> Good bennies. <laughs> Good benefit. Oh, yeah. Right. Yeah. The 401k match is insane. <laughs> oh, God. There's um, 401k's in death, Gressel. It <laughs> <laughs> never no. They all welcome him and they start to kind of walk off. And he still has his needle. Um, and you see... Two other little tines sprout out from the end of it, so he has a little fork to go along Mm. with uh, (laughs) everybody else's. Uh, And he starts, he waves it around and he pulls in some of the aurora from above and it wraps around his tiny little fork and he has his own little noodles uh, around it as well. And he turns to you and he says, thank you, Marjorie, for for bringing me to this place. I'm glad I was able to redeem myself after helping Cedric and I'm so glad that Didridan himself has provided me with a, a new a new role among the Aurora as I always hoped to have. I I honestly could not have hoped for anything better for you. This is really cool and also kind of gross. <laughs> yeah. You are beautiful. Thank you again. I have plenty of work to do now conducting the Aurora. And he kind of, he like flies away. (laughs) Um, I'm glad he's happy. Yeah. (laughs) And you guys are alone with uh, Didridan who turns to you, Zabbis, and he says, well, I guess you've replaced the one that you've taken. So uh, we're we're all square now, Zabbis, and and you can, you you flack can can keep Flagetti with you. (laughs) Oh. Oh. Great. <laughs> Thank hey, you book up. I'm so a fun much. guy. <laughs> and he looks at you, Marjorie, and he says, Well, Marjorie, I, I think the mask suits you. And you're just like weeping blood. <laughs> <laughs> Are your eyes gemstones? My physical form, when I am able to take one, is the same material that the mask itself is made from. I broke off a piece of my body to, to make it originally. And now it's on your face. <laughs> forever? Is that, can I, forever? No, I could take this off. I saw it in the memory. And I try to. It doesn't feel good. <laughs> oh. But you can take it off. Ew, it's like a giant, it's like a leech on your face. Yeah, right. Yeah, You're it's just like peeling you know? off. Yeah, like your face is just like. And I have like old, old skin. Yeah, kind of like And so like there's pulls. no elasticity to this one. No. It's just going to kind of. <laughs> I just imagine her taking it off and then just, just like a beat and then sheet of blood. Like that moment right before it bleeds. Yeah. yeah. This is, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, We're going to. Wow. How do we get out of here? Is Cedric dead? What do we do? 
Well, we seem to leave all of our worst enemies with these dragons, so uh, he's somewhere around here, right? He ran off into the darkness. Can we I mean, see him? Nope. Oh, uh-oh. He's just in the dark somewhere. You hear a howl in the distance. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, we're up. It's been an absolute honor. Didims. <laughs> Didims. <laughs> um, I think that we will take our leave now. And, and uh, you and your sp clown spaghetti can uh, take care of the leftovers. <laughs> <laughs> There's always leftover spaghetti. Oh, boy. <laughs> All <laughs> like, right. like eight men make that joke yeah, at different times. <laughs> going through. Oh, yeah. They're all in different locations, but just could not help themselves but to respond. Like, are all of them former people? That is a very good question. <laughs> Marjorie, can you make a portal home with that mask? How could I make a portal? We saw in the memory, there was a, the, the previous Earthadar walked out of a portal. Where, where was that portal to? Can you, like, because I was thinking of a werewolf and a, and a werewolf appeared. Could you think of home and then get I us do there? have to get my weight before we so then make a scale. What? What? Wait. <gasps> and Marjorie puts the ouch, puts the mask back on. <laughs> and she thinks about this the uh Middleton weight. You think about it. No, it's not gonna be real though. It's gonna be like a fucking Aurora construct. I'll try. Uh, well, what are you thinking? Are you thinking about you're thinking about the actual object? The actual here. object. Yes. Because I, I have my tools. Yes. I know with the mask on, I can see I can't. It's not just like little words I've picked up here and there. Old people language. I suddenly can see the whole vocabulary. Mm -hmm. um, and so I know what that's called. I can envision it and I can create a version of it that does exist. Because, yeah, what I would like to do is test these powers and see if I'm able to grab my weight from um, where, uh, where <laughs> it is, smash into the side of that building, and then create the door of our front, uh, our, the front door of our house and see if I can walk through it portal style through this liminal space. Yes, as you are thinking of all of these things with the mask on and the tools, when you're thinking of your house, your house is forming in a similar way that the other the Fletch's memories were where it is this Aurora version of this. It is the bubble version of this that is not necessarily real. It is mm -hmm. you're creating a facsimile of based on a memory. Can't do the portal, bud. However, based on your previous experience of moving through memories related to the objects, when you think of the tier and you're wearing the mask and you have the tools, a noodle stretches out from your tools. Out from the tools? Yes, and it like wiggles up Ew. and out into the space beyond and it starts to grow and it's this massive long noodle. I guess we gotta follow <laughs> the noodle road. Well, it's a good thing that you've uh, managed to exchange for uh, uh, one of my my helpers that can navigate across these noodles. Yeah, it's me. I can noodle surf. 
We all just have to like hang on to him like Peter, like he's Peter Pan. Like he's Peter Pan. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Let's go. Give us spaghetti dust. <laughs> spaghetti like dust. Oregano or something. Yeah, Parmesan. All you have to do is believe. <laughs> believe in spaghetti clown. <laughs> don't worry, cousin. We will meet again. Who's your dad? Wait. Who's your daddy? Oh. Who's your daddy? Who's your daddy? Who's your daddy? I'm like, who his dad is because then his dad's my dad's brother or mom. Or mom's brother. Or mom's brother. Or maybe his mom is your mom's sister or your dad's sister. I think I those are all permutations. Was it the moon one? I think it is the moon one. Diddy daddy? Who? Please? As you're leaving, you yell at and you don't get that answer. Yes. Who's your daddy? Who's your daddy? Diddy daddy. Can you just call her Oos instead? That's a different location for a different <laughs> cuisine. The spaghetti clown takes you through the noodle and you you sail along this and it's very fast and you're rushing along the noodle. And as you do, you sail up into blackness. The blackness becomes a brilliant light of blue and green aurora. And then you burst through the side of a mountain oh. out into the sky above the, the empire of Didridon. And you sail down and wiggle and squirrel, squirrel, squirm <laughs> um, down uh, the noodle all the way into the wreckage of uh, Cedric's laboratory where you come to a, a stop atop a pile of rock and snow and ice. Back in the real world, world one, as we've uh, so affectionately dubbed it, you look over at Spaghetti Clown Flack and Spaghetti Clown looks at you and then you merge Ooh. in a... Ooh. Oh. Rapid and violent burst of sauce. Wow! Uh-oh. Uh, and there's a splash. Oh, no. And it covers all the rest of you in sauce. No, no! no. And I was looking for the fucking tear, yeah. now everything's covered in sauce. <laughs> and uh, you have once again become one. Although, what stands left after the sauce clears is Flack Hansen. Flack Tansen, at your service. <laughs> Did we ever get rid of the sauce, the original sauce we were all covered in? It dried, but no, you're just, Ew. all your shit is just very stained now. Cool. Uh, and then, yes, so Marjorie, you are atop the rubble. And I'm looking, I'm looking for my stone here. I put it in the battering ram. Yeah, you made a, like a missile. Yeah. Yeah, or torpedo, I guess would be so more I'm trying accurate. trying to find where I put it. I put it like near the head of the battering ram. So I'm going to I'm going to get up to the front and dig through. I've got my mask on, so I'm looking for it to say like special rock. <laughs> You're like looking for like a heads up display like mm -hmm. thing. Um a, tra a tracking the text. You're almost overwhelmed with uh, the amount of information that you can see in this living world uh, across all these things. Oh. Um, but as time passes, when you're away from being inside the cavern, that starts to go away. It starts to fade. The words that you see on top of everything, all the lettering on top of everything starts to fade oh. as, as the longer that you're outside of the cave to where eventually... It goes away 
and you see things as if you were just looking through two eye holes on a mask. Oh, bad. What? Now I have to learn the language. <laughs> I can't just Rip cheat. Off. I take it off. <laughs> it Do also I, doesn't do uh, hurt as bad when you take it off. Is, are the edges as sharp? They're as sharp. You could probably use the edges as a weapon if you had to. I was thinking about doing that when we were in, <laughs> we were in the death space. Um, all right, I'm just I'm going to find my find my rock. I roll to find my rock. I guess investigation. Thirteen. Uh, there is so much rubble after you destroyed the lab that it is very difficult to try to find any particular rock amongst all of these other rocks. Fletch, you can do like tracking abilities, right? You're a ranger. I am a ranger. Why? Help me find my heavy rock. <laughs> what? Help me find my heavy. I, I can track a... people and animals but not uh, you want me to You're track a rock to a heavy rock uh, what did the rock smell like i don't what do you what, how am i supposed to track <laughs> it, sm it oh it smelled like me ah <laughs> uh, okay how about you track a do you shower wait, hold up, hold, <laughs> <laughs> what if uh oh hey is that pete Pete, come here. <laughs> Pete's been out here this whole time. Like, he's like eating some animal. <laughs> oh, hey, Grussell, I have the spell locate object. Fantastic. Locate object. As long as the object is within a thousand feet of you, uh, the spell can locate an object that is known to you. As long as you've seen it up close, you have. And the spell can't locate any object if any thickness of lead is between you and the object. That is not the case. Lead. That's so That's specific. Yeah, what? <laughs> Evidently, this is an x-ray. <laughs> yeah. Through Pete, you cast Locate Object, I suppose. That sure. is like the magical energy that you are channeling through Pete as he digs around in the snow and the ice. Pete's got it. He'll find it. You guys huddle around for a while. It takes uh, a good few minutes. Uh, the snow starts to pick up and it gets very blustery. Uh, you lose Pete amongst the snow until you see his panthery form emerge from the snow billowing around you, like dragging something or trying to drag oh. something. You just see you just see him like pulling on something. I didn't oh, consider this. That's uh, got to be it. Yeah, he's got something. I think it's probably it. I'm going to toddle over there. I'm so tired and covered in sauce. <laughs> and yeah, Pete's, Pete is kind of like batting at a place in the mm -hmm. snow, yeah, and snow and ice. And he can't, but he can't do I, anything I else. I gingerly set my very sharp mask down on the ground <laughs> and I dig, I'm digging where Pete's digging. And, Thanks, buddy. And you find uh, Kerflippius Tear. Oh, come to mama. And you are able to pick it up with no problem. Yep. All right, we got to report to Lizbeth. Tell her that her brother is a dumb fuck who's dead in a hole and uh, <laughs> take a bath. Your brother's dead in a hole. Wait, but we didn't. We left him when he was alive, didn't we? Yeah, he did ran. Did we mess up again? Oh my God, did we not kill him? How would no, he get we didn't out? Kill him. Oh. Man, he's going to get out sometime. How? How's he going to get out? I don't know. Ask the guy sitting across from you. I don't know. who's. <laughs> I'll, put, I'll bet money on it. Spaghetti if Con you, doesn't know. <laughs> I will give you. Or what would you bet? Because I bet that he would not. He I would bet not one of your daggers. Let's not do that again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
D&D and D is a More Park Media podcast and a Spotify preferred partner. Written and edited by me, James Gressel. D&D and D is performed by James A. Janice, Chelsea Rebecca, Beth Bradloff, and Mike Sagan.